Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you a tremendous amount. Very much appreciated the welcome you have given us. We are grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Sean Conroy. Also a host, Amber Kenny is here. Hello. Um, and uh, I guess uh, I just feel like I want to point out that the Knicks are currently playing. I was oh, watching, wow. Yeah, I was watching it before this. They are playing the Miami Heat, which means you're, you're- Duncan Robinson, who has a podcast called The Long Shot, uh, that he stole the name of from this podcast. <laughs> He was like looking through the mm-hmm. internet going, he, what's a good podcast name? And how can I fuck over Sean Conroy? How can I <laughs> How can I make that guy's life slightly worse in an almost unnoticeable way? <laughs> in a confusing. A tiny, tiny jot of disappointment into his life. <laughs> um so anyway, he, he he came into the he came into the game today and I was very excited, very excited when his first shot did not go in. <laughs> and then I was tremendously disappointed when his second one did go in. Mm-hmm. Was, well, so this is quite the um sacrifice and commitment that you're recording this right now instead of watching. Yes, I had to turn the game off after this first half. So who knows what could happen in the second half. Uh, I have been a Knicks fan for over a quarter century. And it was great the first couple of years and then a nightmare for many, <laughs> many years. So this year is the first time in a while that it is good. Although actively painful. Yeah. Although they have not been doing well. They have not mm. been doing well. So we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping they can turn it around in the second half. They're already down 2-1 in the series. Uh, It's a weird season for a lot of teams. Miami is good, despite the fact that they have a player on their bench who is a podcast name plagiarist. (laughs) Seems to not be affecting his performance. Well, he he had a statistically worse season than he's had the last couple of seasons this year. So Coincidence? Instant karma is going to get you. I don't know. Uh, although he's doing very well in playoffs, so uh, so who can say? But I just hope, I just hope someday I come face to face with that motherfucker. Obviously, I'll be standing on a box because he's much taller than I am. Uh, but how just, tall is he? I actually don't know. I don't know. He might be. I, I have to assume. <laughs> him more than he talks about himself on his own podcast what is his what is his weight in kilos and in in, uh what's the other one pounds yes um no i don't know i'm just assuming that he's like six seven six eight uh but uh i do not care for him i know nothing about him i've never listened to his show you you might love it you I might, consider like, him the number one fan. I consider if him it was my just arch named enemy. Something else. <laughs> it's like if Lex Luthor had never heard of Superman, and he was like, "I hate that guy." <laughs> um, and I guess I just made myself an arch villain. 
Uh, all right. Well, we always start the show, the segment we like to call Checking In. So why don't we start today with Amber? What's going on? Yeah, I um, I performed in a show on Friday night. Um, it, it was a fun clown show. <laughs> it's like become a, a reoccurring theme on the show. But um, Liquid Feet was asked perform as part of a reoccurring clown show and we aren't a clown troupe we're a dance troupe um you could say that we do things that are maybe in the realm of clown or like the venn diagram there might overlap a little bit but we the are venn diagram of liquid feet and clown <laughs> yeah overlaps i would say so don't you I don't know because I don't know exactly clowns. how yeah. clowning is or what it is or, you know. Well, so we were asked to do this show and I have, because Abby invited me to go see a show I two know, months I'm prior, um, it was Chad's show again. So I knew what the concept was with the conceit where um, he directs you live while you're doing your piece and he's playing a character. He's kind of like a um pompous a clown, perhaps. Yes, yes, yes. But like it's very like pompous and and mean and pretentious, like theatery. Um and then we go backstage and change into costumes and do the final performance. And and it's all in the guise that we've been working on this piece for months and months and months, even though we the first time we've ever done it at all is on stage live mm-hmm. there. Right. So you're, I'm sorry. Can I ask questions during this or do you want to? <laughs> yeah, it's a dialogue. Okay. Uh, because my first question is. <laughs> can I interrupt you? Is the name of the show the interruptus? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm curious to know, like you said, he directs you, then you go backstage and change, and then you come out and do the final number. Mm-hmm. So is the stuff he's directing you in a dance number, or is it like you're in rehearsal and he's going like more of this, less of this, step ball change, pot of array, pot of array, like that kind it's, of shit? It's truly like he gave us a prompt three minutes before the show started. There's a, There's many groups, too. And I know that's not what you asked, but it will answer. No, no, no. In a I, second. I, I need to know these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he gave us like, he's like a nugget of a prompt of an idea, but, and they play music, but it's basically we're improvising movement to a concept. Uh-huh. And then, he'll, and then he'll stop and say like, what are you doing? What is your motivation? And like faster, I need to believe you. Like the. So he's the, a clown, but he speaks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. And For some reason, I always think of clowns as either silent or they that's, just That's whistle. mime. That's mime. No, no, no. I know mime. <laughs> I know the difference. Well, I don't know the difference between mimes and clowns. But I feel like when you go to the circus, the clowns, they're like. Oh, yeah. Like they don't really, you know. Yes. This, this In this case, the clown speaks. Um, and the reason I said there's multiple groups is because he we're in our like rehearsal blacks and he rehear he rehearses with each group for 
several minutes. And that's what I, when we go backstage, we do the show, the final show in the same order that we rehearse it. Mm-hmm. And that's how we have time to put on costumes and get props or whatever. Um, right. I don't know if that made any sense. Well, I kind of got what, what I mean. What saying. I mean is we don't rehearse it, go backstage and do the final. Like there, there's a, a chunk of there's time. There's a progression. Like one, yeah. one group rehearses their bit, which I'm assuming not everybody is a dance Clued. group. No, they're all pretty much clown groups. We were the okay. only. You're the <laughs> only dance. So he does. They they rehearse various clown bits. Then they do your dance bit. Then you go backstage, and the people who were rehearsing their clown bits come back out. So they're rehearsing their clown bits, but not in clown costume initially. They're in rehearsal blacks, which I yeah. have been in the theater a long time. I did not realize there was such a thing as <laughs> rehearsal blacks. I apparently am not. Uh, clownically trained so i don't know that that's <laughs> you're not a, a clown no um, um but what was really funny about so dave there's three of us in liquid feet <laughs> dave has like done quite a bit of clown training and clown shows and um if you've ever seen him perform he's he's a clown like he's naturally very clownish so i wasn't worried about him i have done the teeniest tiniest bit of clown training but i also just like am aware of what it was and i was a little bit worried that tamra had no idea what we were getting ourselves tamra's a diva she's not a clown she's (laughs) top of her game all the time she's not making sad faces and trying to fit in a car with lots of people well the day of the show i was like oh this should be interesting because she was like hey i didn't realize we were confirmed on the show like what dance are we doing and i was like it's not like that. <laughs> no, we're doing rehearsal blacks and clowning, and then we rehearse, and then we go backstage, and the other clowns do their final, and then we do our final. And then Tamara, of the three of us, was the first backstage with all of the other clown groups. And she was like, when she saw me, she's like, what is the show? And everyone else seems to know what it is. Like, what are we doing? What is this? And I was like, it's fine. You just make it up as you go. But um, that said, I I can't tell if we did well or not. I, I truly don't know. But um, all of that said, it was a 9.30 show on a Friday night. So I had like a Coca-Cola at 8 p.m. so I wouldn't get sleepy. Right. And, um, and then I came home around 11 and all jacked up on the Coca-Cola and just like the rush of performing. Cause I haven't, I don't do that very often anymore. So um, there you do get like a hit of adrenaline and I'm familiar. I, I basically couldn't sleep that mm-hmm. night. I was like hungover on Saturday from a Coca-Cola and a 10 minute clown performance. Like I was like, yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> it's, it's tricky because if you're working in the daytime and you're used to getting up early and mm-hmm. you stay up late doing a show and you have the show juice, I call it the show juice coursing through your body. Mm-hmm. You gotta, and we got to figure out how to tap that bottle, that show juice. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and then you and then you come off stage. It's like, how do you come down from that? Uh-huh. You know? Well, and I should have just like 
stayed in the living room and watched a movie and just like naturally did it. But Jeff and Smudgy were like ready for bed. So I was like, okay, I'll go to bed. And I just kind of like laid there. Like, mm-hmm. like I, it was bad. It was a bad night. Right. But um, the, it's also just so funny backstage of this clown show because, because it's like, basically improvised it's like one step away from improvised it's so made up in the moment that everyone's scrambling to come up with costumes for their final performance and there was is there like a rack of stuff or are people just like we i'm were gonna told, use this we were told this to, mirror from the bathroom or whatever we were told to bring costume pieces and like makeup and props that we thought think we Please might want to come use. in your rehearsal blacks <laughs> and bring your costume pieces. <laughs> yes. But he also had some other like weird shit that we could use. And um I don't know. Maybe I'm just lazy, but like Dave and Tamara are like, oh, let's use this flashlight and let's use that. And let's and I was like, why? How? <laughs> just mm-hmm. like, where are you gonna how are you gonna hold it? Like you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in my head about ho- like turning on a flashlight. I don't know. Um, yeah, when I, that just reminds me of when I first started doing Chicago City Limits, which was the improv group I was in with Eddie. They had racks and racks oh, of costumes fun. backstage. They probably because stunk. it was short form, <laughs> of course, but it was short form improv, so everybody was always Trying like, to play get, get like a silly hat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Oh my God. It made me insane because everybody would take so they'd be like, I'm being a lifeguard. I have to find the whistle. Where's the whistle? Where's the whistle? You know, and it would be like this long blackout before the next piece would start. And then somebody would come out and they would look so exactly like a real astronaut, but the show would have a big hole in the middle of it. So, and of course, my thing was always, I would just like grab the closest blazer. That was the only thing I ever. And then you were like businessman. Yeah. Or, well, but <laughs> you, sometimes it, it, there were pieces where it was like, can we have a profession, please? And they'd be oh. like, gynecologist. And I would just uh-huh. be like a gynecologist in a blazer. Like, you know? in the, yeah. In his office. Like, right. Hi, come on in. I don't wear my lab coat in the <laughs> office, but I do have stirrups here. So jump on up. Um, <laughs> For sanitary reasons. <laughs> um, uh, but it was it was you know it was that all the time like it's, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so fun for some people to put costumes on which I'm sure if you are a person inclined towards clowning costuming is a lot of fun yes I um well costumes are like my favorite thing that's why it's funny that I'm talking so like ugh. but I just I basically was like I don't want to like bring a ton of stuff mm-hmm. I, did, I just wanted to make it as smooth as possible. And what we did is we wore all black for rehearsals. And then we changed. You wore, just wore all black or you wore rehearsal Rehearsal blacks? black. We wore rehearsal blacks. Just making sure. And then we changed. So just random black stuff. It was like. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we changed into a liquid feet costume, which I felt. Because like the whole conceit is the audience is supposed to be a little bit like, oh shit. Like how did they pull something together out of that? Um, how did they make it look theatrical? Because it was nothing a second ago. Um, hey, Bob, and- how did they make it look so theatrical? <laughs> it was so different. Well, they they went backstage and they put on costumes. So no, but they first but- came out in their rehearsal blacks, and then they had costumes. <laughs> but we were wearing you like were, our you're gold, right. our gold lame matching costumes. Like I felt like that was enough to be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right, performance, right. Um, 
But there was one girl backstage in particular that was so like, you know how different people have different anxiety levels, I guess probably at all times, but definitely if you throw in a performance in there, yeah, it really people wig out and um especially if there's I, a lot of wigs backstage. Yes, yes. And I would say that I also wig out, but I'm I internalize it. I don't put it on anyone else. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> um, Keep but, it down. Keep it inside. <laughs> Let it roil around in your stomach. Damp, damp, damp. Um but this girl like they were doing a bit, I guess they were playing a dog. And so her changing into her costume, she's like, she's like, I brought this. Like she she had changed into like 14 different silly outfits and was so stressed trying to out make about up it. her mind or yes, and yeah. asking us, like, should I wear this or like should it be like this? And we were all like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like the person she was doing a bit with finally was like, This is the lowest stakes it could possibly be. Like I need you to number one. The audience is going to be dazzled by the fact that you started in rehearsal blacks and you then came out theatrically dressed in costume. Number two, none of those fourteen outfits look like a dog. It, well, that was the thing. It was like, does this look more like a dog or is this? It's like <laughs> neither. Like, what do you want to wear? Give yourself pause <laughs> and stick your tongue out, and you have nailed the fucking dog. Well, she was playing the center of a dog. The three of them were making up one dog. So it was just like, wear so whatever the like, fuck you want to wear. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, basically human centipede dog. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was interesting. And I it was the kind of thing where we came off stage and it was like, I have no idea if that went well or not well, or if we did it right or did it not wrong. Um, but we did it. <laughs> we sure did it. <laughs> it started and then it ended <laughs> and we were there but here's my here's my question because i think <laughs> there were people and then us and then we left. They, they were looking at us yeah That's um, for sure. but here's my question is that a satisfying experience because for me when i do a show mm-hmm. i know for a fact if it went well or did not go well when I walk off stage, I'm like, those people thought I was a god among men, or those people thought, well, it's mostly that, but sometimes it's, you know, right. I didn't particularly care for that one part. Uh, but I don't ever feel like I walk off stage and going, well, I have no idea how that <laughs> went. Well, okay. I, I guess I could go into more. It, definitely, to answer you, off the bat definitely unsatisfying right. but i didn't want to be the person who's like is that okay isn't it good <laughs> like so i just was like i'm out of here like i, uh-huh. I don't know um and i i got the feeling it was kind of a strange show and a strange audience so like everyone who did a clown bit came off stage and was like it happened <laughs> like i don't know um but uh and there's like music playing, so there could be laughs that we're not fully hearing. Like it, it's not, it's not. I'm not telling a joke punchline laugh. It, right. It's just like this strange experience that people right. are watching. Um, but I swear I was just gonna say. Oh, so in the bit itself, the way Chad directed us, 
he spoke to Dave first and had some like very specific notes, but was like, great job. He talked so to Tamara. You can tell Dave had a lot of clown training. Well, here's the thing. Uh, it's This is why I don't know how to feel about it. Because, again, when I watched shows before, he was like, he like was the hardest on the ones that were the funniest. Like he acted like he hated them. And that was sort of the bit so that they would keep doing. That was the pattern that was developing. Like he would be like, ah, stop laughing. And then they would keep laughing. And then everyone loved it. Um, So him giving you notes. It, it might mean the opposite of what is said in reality. Do you know what I'm saying? So you're doing a great job actually means what the fuck are you doing? Oh, or it could mean you're doing a great job. That's also like, it, there's like many levels of like, I'm not sure how this is going, but okay. So Dave, great job. Here's some specific notes on how to craft that. Great job. By which I mean, you suck. Go on. Camera, he had some like hilarious questions about like, what are you doing? And they found like a funny idea and great job. Then he came to me and he was like, I don't believe a fucking thing you're doing. What are you doing? And what were you doing? He was playing a wheel. (laughs) Um, But I knew again from seeing the show that. he might've been trusting that he can do that bit with me and that the audience might get on my side. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I was bad. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but there's so many levels that, and my brain at the time was like, I love being a good girl doing the right thing. And so it's bizarre, even in bit, like, I like, I know that this is a bit and this is a character he's playing. It's still like, my brain was like, um i'm writing my autobiography right now it's called i love being a good girl and doing the right thing (laughs) sounds boring (laughs) um well no because it means the opposite it doesn't mean what it says it means something completely different from that but do you know what i mean like he's playing not himself so it's not necessarily his thoughts as a person. It's the character's thoughts. So yes. all you have to do is wrap your head around who the character <laughs> is. But you've never so, seen the character before. So I even came off stage and I was like, so do I do something different? Or should I do the same exact thing harder? Like, which would be a more successful choice? Mm-hmm. And both Dave and Tamara were like, I don't know. <laughs> and so that's what we did. It, it sounds, <laughs> you know I mean, saying? yeah, yeah. And it sounds, here's a couple of thoughts I have when I'm listening to you. It sounds, first of all, it sounds incredibly confusing as a performer. <laughs> it sounds like you're just like, what's happening right now? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I wore, these blacks, I look great. Uh, I look like the New Zealand rugby team, but what is going on? And it also sounds like there's no way to walk away from it and go, that was great. Or you, but you also can't walk away from it going, that was terrible. Exactly. Who knows? Which makes it incredibly (laughs) low risk. You know? Well, that's what they were saying back Like. Or succeed. <laughs> yeah, but you well, but it doesn't matter. You can't succeed, right, but who right. cares about success? There's no way to fail. You can just walk right. out and go, we did it. What did we do? 
I don't know. Unclear. That's, yeah. what I, that's how I described it. Like I said, like we definitely did it. Um, I think my favorite moment was Chad was like, you know, we have a lot of clout groups, but we're really excited. This is a group that we've been wanting to get do this show for a really long time. They are professional dancers. They dance all over Los Angeles. And then when we walked out, like I could almost viscerally feel the audience be like, oh, <laughs> like, mm. I, like they were expecting so music they, video backup dancers. They did dancer. not understand his character either. They did not get where he was coming from either. No, they did. It's it's confusing to be. I we are already like an ironic group. Like mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, there was like so many levels of irony that it was. It's like an Alanis like, Morissette song, or it like canceled each other out or something. That we were right. just like doing something earnest. I don't know. <laughs> See, it's funny because it's not supposed to be funny, but the fact that it's not supposed to be funny is supposed to be funny, which it's not supposed to be. <laughs> so therefore, it's not supposed to be not supposed to be funny, and it's. But funny. also, like I know Chad, and I, I know him. He's like a he's a nice supportive guy Mm -hmm. and i know that he wouldn't lay in like he he wouldn't have laid into tamra because she probably would have been like what the fuck like who is this guy yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like i feel like the fact that he was mean to me was a compliment in or on some level that he trusted that i trusted him but it's still it's still a mind fuck. So <laughs> you if you I mean? if you know someone and they are mean to you, you feel like that's okay <laughs> and you can No, but I mean like he, he he trusted that I wouldn't just like fall a fucking part that I I understood what the construct was. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> I I don't know. I don't know. And so when's the next show? <laughs> But anyway, that was that was Friday night, and that is my checking in. And you were then awake until six in the morning. Uh, yeah, I, bas- I I was like sleeping during the day on Saturday, like I was hungover, and I was not. Mm-hmm. It was very. It kind of ruined everything, but it was wonderful, and I can't wait to do it again. Jeff did say he's like, "You're having that Coca Cola too late," but I was so scared of getting sleepy during the show. Yeah. I could have had it at like six, I guess. Oh, Man, I, 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 I'm I, so rock and roll. I have to like schedule <laughs> my Coca-Cola's. <laughs> I, I, you know, I get it. I'm drinking coffee right now and it's 630. Oh, and you're toast. Too it's late. Over. You know, it's, it's over. But I, but I, but I, yeah, I feel like it's, it's a thing that, is just a practical part of my life sometimes. Although I have recently been advised that it is not good, not healthy, not normal, not okay to be like, Hey, it's seven o'clock. I'm going to have coffee. And so I've been trying to cut back and doing fairly well, fairly well. Great. Not, not observant a hundred percent of the time, but that's how I am with, Catholicism as well. Uh, <laughs> well, so. it's the it's the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the lack and the having. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, and I think for a long time, <laughs> I mean, not not anymore, but for a long time, you know, I definitely that post show high of like, mm-hmm. 
I'm fucking raring to go after a show, you know? And so there's only one way to take the edge off and that's 37 shots of Jack Daniels. (laughs) Oh, that's what I was going to say. One more thing. Mm. I also was annoyed at the, the girl who had um, who was spraying everyone with her anxiety because we got off stage after our final performance and I started like changing back into my regular clothes and she was like oh 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 don't, don't change we all have to go back out stage at the end and I was like okay and then we did and it was like yeah we like waved and anticlimactic I, like, I and there were so many people on such a small yeah. like I could have easily been in my regular clothes. And then I had to change with 95 other people in a small backstage. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, could, I was trying to avoid this exact yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. I could have just like had my bag on me when I said goodnight and walked right out the door. <laughs> First of all, I think it's upsetting that she was carrying around a bottle of anxiety to spray on people. <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> like, uh, but, but, but yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know if I talked about this, but. There was a show I did a while back that was coordinated with a holiday. And so it was a presentation in which we performed. And then there was a big closing number at the end Ah. in conjunction with the holiday. And everybody had to stick around and show up on stage and sing this closing number together. And it was not it was clearly not going to go well and it was not mm-hmm. fun. And the show had been going way too long by then. So it was I, time I have to... such strong feelings about like, yeah. just end it. Right. So many shows do this weird, like, and I want to thank this person and bring this. And I'm like, no one gives a shit about any of this. You can thank them in person and you can like, I don't know. I, but here's the other thing about the time I did it was that there was a person in the show in a similar capacity to me who was a famous person and okay. somebody that I know a little bit. I do not know well in any way. And when it came time to sing the closing number before we went on stage, that person was handed a microphone. Nobody else was given a microphone. That person was given a microphone. And I, of course, found that hilarious. And this person, to be fair, is famous for comedic reasons. Not singing. No. And so, but so I thought it'd be funny to turn the fact that they were the only person with the microphone into a bit as we were going on stage. So I started talking to this person and going, how did you, how did you get that? How, is there another one around that I can get a hold of? Is there, because I feel like probably there's people who want to hear, unfortunately, no one got the bit, did not realize (laughs) that I was doing a bit and was like, what are you talking about? Like very, you know, uh, and so that made the singing of the closing number even more. Even more fraught with peril. Yes. <laughs> you say uncomfortable. I say fraught with peril. Mm. Um, Spraying with anxiety. Yeah. It was much more sprayed with anxiety. <laughs> anxiety by Calvin Klein. But the idea that the audience wouldn't recognize me. 
out of costume <laughs> to do this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's also a weird thing where there's people that are like, but no offense to that show. I don't know anything about it, but it, this is how I feel about any given show at this point. And that's because I've been doing this for 400 years, but it is like, it does not matter. Ultimately, this is a thing that happens one night and then it's over, you know? And so to this person, it seems like tonight was a life big deal. And death. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying don't take the show seriously. Absolutely. I will give a hundred percent every time, but you know, it doesn't matter. And also you don't need to, well, this is kind of what you're saying. You don't need to try to get other people to take it as seriously. As right, you're right, right, right. You know? Well, but I did again, I was the good girl who followed the rules and didn't change. And I really regretted that. I hate because it was really annoying. I mean, there were so many people backstage in a very small room as soon as that by part was over and it was chaos. I just changed the name of my autobiography to The Good Girl Who Followed the Rules. <laughs> but it's ironic because... It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed <laughs> to be truthless. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a lie. Um, all right. So anything else with your checking in? You That's did a show thing. that was confusing and there's no way to tell <laughs> if it went well or not. And then you stayed up all night. Despite Jeff's advice not to drink Coke that late. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well then I'm going to talk about a show as well, because I did a show this week also. Wow, look at us. What uh, is it? We're show people. We're 2017. <laughs> we're Tinkers. We're, oh no, Tinkers is not, that's not a show person. Um, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. No, I know where you're going. Uh, I did... I did get a, this is not even going to make sense, but I, we'll see if I can find a way to post it or get Aaron to post it. Let's see how far into this are we? Oh boy. There goes my phone. Can you hear it or no? No. Okay, good. Oh, um, no, I do. Well, it's going to ring for like 10 minutes now. This drives me insane and it's you all You can turn off sound. How do I turn off, how do I turn off sound? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I stopped the recording. Okay. <laughs> accidentally delete it. Uh, no, I didn't stop it. I'm saying that's what I was doing. <laughs> you threw sound. your computer in the fire. <laughs> no, I know you can turn off sound on your phone. I'm just saying sometimes I remember to turn it off and sometimes I don't. Ah. And when I don't and it rings, it's just like, um, but I'm sure, you know, whoever was on the other end is important and delightful. I've, I've, I never have the sound on. I, I I sometimes turn it on if I'm like, oh, I think I'm expecting a call, and I then I keep mine off turn it all off. the time as well. Yeah, and I always miss people when they call mm -hmm. because the phone is off, and then I'm like, shit, I should have had the phone on. <laughs> but then I have it on at a time when it shouldn't be on. Anyway, life's hard. Uh, what was I just gonna say? Oh, I was talking about the show that we did on You're Saturday. <laughs> Oh, Tinker Tail. Oh, that's what I was going to say is I got this. Is, I'm going to see if, if Aaron. Oh, I was going to check the time. Right. Oh, no. I, I was going to see if ding, ding, ding. It's just we're stuck in another loop. Uh, no, I got a text from a guy from, from I don't know from who. It was like a random text that just said, hello, 
Are you Steve Dentist? (laughs) (laughs) The scammers are getting real savvy. (laughs) So I wrote back and I just said, no, I am Gary Butcher. Hello. (laughs) And then they wrote back and they're like, I am sorry to disturb you. I did not know this was the wrong number. And I'm like, well, you clearly didn't know it was the right number because you were curious. Anyway, we've been going back and forth all day. Steve um, Dentist is incredible. I that's, know Steve. That's dentist. the name of. And they were book. both like they were both capitalized. Are you Steve <laughs> Dentist? <laughs> yes, that's my last name, Dentist. I'm a doctor. <laughs> um, so we had another uh, mixtape improv show on Saturday night. Obviously, there was a lot of buildup to the first one. There was a lot of of uh, you know, kerfuffle ahead of time. And like, I I felt like Kevin, the guy who's producing it for me and myself really like did a decent job, not a great job, but as well as I'm ever going to do with pushing stuff on social media and putting it up on Instagram and like getting a reel and getting people to, you know, whatever. And, uh, and we got a decent house out. You did for the show. And it was really fun. And then the second week, it's just hard to maintain that. It's it is. Like you finish the show on Saturday, you have a Coke, you stay <laughs> up until six in the morning, you're hungover on Sunday from all the Coke, and you just can't get it going quickly enough. And also I was dealing with, this is this is how I function with these shows, is always scrambling at the last minute to go like, who's in the show? Who's doing mm. it? You know? And well, and trying, hopefully it'll start becoming That's what I was going to say. Like, is I'm trying to get it better in terms of like cycling through people and people knowing ahead of time and whatever. Right. But and you'll have a system just, that you just plug them in or or right. have them confirmed like and, three shows and, ahead of time. And same thing for social media. is like we yeah. know on Monday we do this. Tuesday we do this. Wednesday mm-hmm. we do this. Thursday we do this. You go, Friday, you go quiet. <laughs> Friday we go dark because it's, it's uh, the, Lord, the Lord's Day. <laughs> Um, rehearsal black, right. Uh, but anyway, I did not have those systems in place. And so I was kind of all week just going, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And then it was the night of the show. And so I had six people in the show, two of them dropped out last minute, which is again, I think I forgot about with improv is that everybody is such a fucking flake that does this. And they're like, yes, I'll absolutely. And I'm that way too. It's like, yes, I'll absolutely be and there. And you're like, I don't want to drive no, across. No, I won't. The yeah. City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I was like scrambling last minute. And do we have enough people? And you know, I, 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 I also did not have a, a, a monologist. I didn't have somebody to do stories. And I, and I, it's this weird thing where I'm trying to figure out why. I guess because. Once you start asking people to do something like that, it gives them the opportunity to turn you down. It's like asking a girl Uh, out. Like uh, I don't, which I, I've always had trouble with, you know, I've always had trouble with women and, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't want to, I didn't want to, like, I I was like, I know I need to ask somebody to do it. And I have all these people I could ask, but I don't want to ask any of these people because I don't want them. It's too close to the show. Like there's only a week till the show. And what if I ask somebody who's a big deal to do the show 
and they show up and then there's no audience because we haven't promoted it enough. Mm-hmm. Like and... you don't want to have too good of a guest, but you don't want to have too bad of a guest. It's yeah. Like yeah. It's bad. like, I, yeah. Anyway, it, and it's crazy. It's like yeah, my yeah, brain yeah. going nuts all no, week. But I, I totally but frozen, like not able to move forward mm-hmm. in any way, you know? And, um, and then finally I asked somebody to do it who was fantastic. Like really just really, really great. And like good enough that one of the other people at the show who knows a lot about improv and has done a lot of improv and has been doing it for a long time was like, you should have him there every week. Like he's, you know, uh, so that was really nice. Um, and the audience was great. Like, Oh, that's so good. Not as many people as last time, but they were so into it and so nice. And so, so it just made me feel like, and some of them were people who had been there the previous week, like and clearly had seen the show and said, I'm going to come back and see it again. And it just feels like that bodes well for that show. Yeah. And you know how, into well boating I am. I like when things bode well and this boded well. So Totally. Well, and I I was going to say it seems like you avoided that curse, but often starting a new show, I've seen it so many times like shows that I've produced mm-hmm. and friends shows. It's that first one you get like every single person you know comes right. to it and then the second one it's nobody because they're all right. like, "Well, we went last week." You know, like <laughs> Um, which is absolutely what I was afraid of. You know, right, I was like, right. people are going to come out I, to the first one and then it'll be I, over. I did. Cause I was like, Oh, I should go. I should support the second one. The second one's tough. And then I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I, yeah, I get that. You, you have your own clowning to do, you know, um, <laughs> I was still tired. From yeah. The yeah. Night before. <laughs> uh, but it, it just was like, Oh, this actually could work if we yeah. can get all these systems yeah. in place and have a regular, place to perform and do the thing that I, that I, well, and I'm sure, I don't know, you, you might have a rebuttal to this, but I'm sure even ASCAT, like, wasn't exactly ASCAT the first week it was done. Like, shows take a while to evolve into what they are. And it's funny because to be okay with that. Yeah. I would like to rebut your point. Uh, (laughs) here we go. No, you're absolutely right. Like I, I, again, somebody who was there from, from the early days was like, look, when we used to go see that ASCAT show at solo arts in New York in 1996, there were nights when there were only a few people there and it wasn't, right. and it took, it took a while to build yeah, up that can't audience. Build that it was, overnight. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, you can't. And, and that was like a magical time and a magical place. And I don't have that expectation, but it would just be nice to have a regular show with a regular audience that mm-hmm. comes out. And when I mean, we talked about this last week, but that space is so intimate that mm-hmm. there's just something about it that really works for that type of show. That even when it isn't full, it's great. And if it was to be full, it would be like electric. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, um, so that's did, what we're shooting for. Where did the monologist mono, do their monologue? And where did they sit during? Yes, the- we made much, we focused much more on, on staging like, this week. Uh-huh. Having failed so miserably last no, week. No, no, not failed so miserably. I know what you're. I know the subtext, no. Amber. 
how would you learn without doing? Chad was like, what's going on? What are you doing? Like, I Which is a compliment. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was being ironic. Um, no, I mean, it was, it was a mess last week because we had never been there before. And I, with any of these things, you kind of go, oh, it'll be fine. People are experienced enough that they'll know what to do in the moment. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. So this time, you know, I, I very specifically said, we're going to have two chairs here and two chairs here. Formers will sit there. We're taping off a seat for the monologist in the audience so that, that for you. they yeah. can come up and stand on the stage and do the monologues from there and then go sit in their seat in the audience and, and watch and the then, right, yeah. and then come back up. So I was even thinking, I, I didn't do this because I, 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 did not bring any of my costume pieces, but I was thinking <laughs> that I was thinking that we might dress up the seat a little bit that the monologist gets oh like a in. throne or something yeah yeah and uh, and just make it evident that that's a special seat and that nobody should mm-hmm. sit there except unless King Charles comes and then he can he can sit sure. there um, sure. but that went that went much better in terms of like but again you know, second time like yeah yeah. It, takes a while to learn and and perfect a system right yeah it always takes getting so used to a space and doing great oh i hope so i mean we'll see we'll see are you did you are you enjoying performing because i know you said last time you were a little bit like you didn't fully I was looking at my clock the whole time you were you were sort of producing then performing like right. so you, you didn't get to get all the way out of your head Did i call it my clock it's actually my phone i don't carry a clock i carry a phone but mm. it has a clock i would it. be dope as hell if you just carried around like a an, like an old-timey alarm clock with like that guy has out. a bomb oh no it's just a <laughs> clock <laughs> um but i i figured out and this again is just getting used to the space i could have done this last week and i did not know it was a thing that the guy who's in the booth, there's a red light in the back of the oh, house. So, yeah. So he can turn that on at 25 minutes and then we just know, or whatever, 27 minutes or 20, right. whatever, however long we want him to do that. And that gives us five minutes to wrap it up. And that's just a million times easier than like not paying attention to the scene and looking at my, right, right, right. Looking at my clock that I have in my phone. Um, so did that help you feel like you could let go and I felt perform? more I felt more connected. Yes. That's wonderful. Because that's the whole also the point is yeah, it's something that's you like. The fun doing. Of it. Yeah, yeah. That's the fun of it. I was just telling somebody today that how this is my this is my church time. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and it's funny because I do think right. that. I think about it as like, I mean, I've said this before, almost every time we do this show, I say this. Um this podcast, I mean, um, I knew what you meant. <laughs> by the way, we're on camera right now. Hey, um, but, but thank you for clarifying. <laughs> uh, it is like, it is like a prayer or meditation. And it's funny when I think about that, because I just think back to my level two improv class 
Mm-hmm. And my teacher on the first day, we all sat in a circle to introduce ourselves and say who we were and where we were from and all those things. Crisscross applesauce on the first day of school. I don't think I was even capable of sitting crisscross applesauce at that time. It was uh, it was more of a sprawl, like <laughs> legs legs out, legs akimbo. Up. But I think a lot of people were were seated crisscross applesauce. But the teacher, a woman by the name of Amy Poehler, said, just so you guys know, this stage is like a church to me. And I've always, I guess, had that in my head. And I'm not saying there is a sanctity to the space, but I am saying the reason people go to church is similar to the reason I love doing this, because it's freeing and it's spiritual. Transcendent. And yeah, it makes me feel, it makes me not think about other things and feel a part of something a bigger, maybe yeah, just for a moment, hopeful. And like, there's positivity in the world. And then I remember that I have to walk back to my car and that's it. Yeah. Um, I had a, just to, just to go a little further on that line. I, I went to buy some stuff at the, at the market down the hill today. And uh, there were two people in front of me online. I say online. Mm-hmm. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) we've said that almost every time on this show, just as we often talk about church, we always talk about that on this show. Hi mom. Um, (laughs) But there were two people in front of me. The person at the register went to put her card into the machine and knocked the, whole machine off its off its stand and knocked the cover off the machine and disconnected it from the electrical outlet that it was plugged into. Oh my God. I've never so, seen that. Nor have I. It was. It sounds it was like amazing. something I would do. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was amazing. And it was like, it just everything, you know, it was like the whole store just went and just shut down. There was a shutting down noise. And. <laughs> I understood. Yeah. Um, but the problem was, I mean, there were like four other checkout lanes. There was one guy who was working there in addition to the cashier and he came over and they both just stood there looking at it for a few minutes. (laughs) Like, huh? Like they were like you, like, I've never seen that before. (laughs) I didn't know that was possible. This is amazing. This is, (laughs) and then the cashier started trying to put it back together and was like, but meanwhile, there was somebody right in front of me, another older woman with a cane. She had a cane, and I don't mean to insult people with oh God. Uh, <laughs> Where are we going? various accoutrements, but uh-huh. she turned, like, you know when you're standing behind somebody online and she... Or, in line. Yeah. <laughs> she, she turned and stared me right in the face. Like she wanted me to be like, yeah. So she wanted me to be on bad? the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I did not have any interest in engaging with her. Did you say talk to the hand. <laughs> <laughs> talk to the hand. Nope. This hand. Hello. Um, no, I, I, I just like refused to make eye contact. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, looked yeah. in a different direction and I could see her like glowering and trying to, get me to look at her so she could, you know, complain or whatever. And uh-huh. I just would not yeah, yeah, yeah. pay attention. So finally they got the thing back together. And I was like, why is the guy 
who is clearly also a cashier here, not just not opening, opening another, another yeah. thing. And there's more people lining up behind me. Well, maybe that's what she wanted to glow- glower at you about. About the people who were coming to get in no, the No, the, the gentleman not opening an, another. Oh, I'm sure there were a million things. It could have even been like she had a... She had a fight with her husband before she left home. Mm-hmm. He was like, don't take that pain. Take this one. And she was like, I'm taking mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that makes you look like a, a, a singer and dancer, like a, you know, oh, like a like, chorus like, person. Like you need a hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She did have That's a hat. A, she did not have, a, it wasn't a hat that matched the cane, but she definitely yeah. had a hat. Um, but cool. no, cool. it was not cool. Uh, well, and I'll get to that in a second because then <laughs> They finally got their shit together. They had this person check out. It still took way too long. Even though they had the thing back together, I don't know what was going on. And then... The whole system was like rebooting or something. Yeah, probably. Like it was going to headquarters. It was like, was am I a robot? Yeah. <laughs> Getting sentient. I would like to know what I am supposed to do next. Why uh, did you unplug me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... They finally, uh, uh, oh, so, so so that person finally left. And at that point, the cashier opened the, I don't know what it was. It was like a box underneath the stand that the machine was on where they kept all the receipts and the shift mm-hmm. papers and stuff. So she pulled out this giant stack of papers and just started leafing through them <laughs> one by one. That's right. <laughs> Some good reading. <laughs> so, like the person in front of me is glowering at me. She's looking at all the things. We've been there now for like 15 minutes. Like we mm-hmm. three people online, three more people behind me have, have come in. It's not a busy place. Just no one is allowed to leave. It's like Hotel California, you know? Mm-hmm. And finally, I don't know. I, I don't know why they had to do it at that moment, but she pulls one like receipt out hands it to the guy who's also the other cashier. He goes back into the office. Now she can check out the woman with the cane who gets her stuff. Well, there's a problem because she has two things with her when she's checking out. She has a big two-liter bottle of Pepsi, and she has a (laughs) two-liter bottle of Pepsi that is empty. And she wants the deposit back for the empty bottle. No, so no, I can't. Have you seen where you are? This is not possible. You need simple transactions. And she's like, yeah, so I paid for this here. I should be able to get my deposit back. And the woman, the cashier, who's also, already dealing with, works, is already it? dealing with like the broken checkout yeah, yeah, yeah. scene. And she's the probably a little shaky receipts. from like... Yeah. <laughs> She's about to faint. She's got, they put up a fainting couch behind her. She's got the vapors. And so they're arguing about whether she can get her 10 cents deposit back. Oh my God, here's a dime. Get out of here. I would have jumped in so hard. Then she finally gives up. You know, it's one of those things where she goes, fine, I guess I'll just find a recycling center or whatever. Yeah, which is what you should have done. She gets her thing. So then I buy my stuff. And I'm not going to tell you what it was because I don't need—I don't need people knowing the kinds of things I buy at a store. But how many items are we talking? Two items. Bigger than a bread box. One bigger, one smaller. Whoa. Okay, I know what it is. 
Uh, actually, it was two uh, bread boxes, but both of them were unusual <laughs> sizes. Um, was it CVS? No. It was across the street from CVS. I thought I was going to be able to get the thing I wanted at CVS, mm-hmm. and I went in there. That was – okay, time out. We're going to go into CVS for a second. <laughs> okay. Because I go to the CVS. Flash forward. Just <laughs> I go to the CVS because I had to pick up some stuff at CVS. I go to the counter at CVS. Uh-huh. I forgot that the guy behind the counter at CVS saw me one time with a Mr. Pickles sweatshirt on and was like, oh, Mr. Pickles is so scary. So he knows. Who, and I was like, I wrote that show. And he was he, so he knows who I am. So he he starts going like as if we're in a conspiracy together. Uh-huh. He's like. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. No, I know. Uh, we can talk about that next week. But, you know, so he was like, are we? Is there? And I was like, yeah, yeah. We're it's not also supposed public. To. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, right, right. It's, it's the opposite but of a then he, then he goes like this. He goes, he goes, I thought so, but I just wanted to make sure. I'll make sure everything's okay. <laughs> I was like, Thanks, man. What are you going to make sure is okay? Like, what? what is... But anyway, so that was a funny moment, and I... I think he was just trying to be like, he's a writer, I know this one fact about writers, but I don't know how to, like... Because other than that, he'd be... If he wasn't asking it as a question, he would just be like, so the strike. Right. And it would be the same result, but (laughs) he would feel weird about it. (laughs) But but also, what was weird, what was really... What what was weird about it was... (laughs) What was weird about it was... Uh, that the time he saw me had to be before the pandemic. And I do not think I have seen him since then. And the fact that he remembered that oh, that's nice. and was like, you know, I know who this guy is. Uh, Cause he did say while we were talking, he was like, and I was like, yeah. What is across the street from CBS? It's just a little strip mall with uh, uh. a, a tiny little market. market in it. You okay. Because um, I was like, it's, it, this doesn't sound like a Seven Eleven transaction. No, no, no. It was yeah. not Seven Eleven. It's 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 a supermarket, but it's like a shitty supermarket uh-huh. in a strip mall. It's not a real chain supermarket or whatever, you know. So it's the kind of place you just go to when you want to get something like one thing. And you don't when you want to get one two liter thing of Pepsi and two. Uh, Two bread boxes, one bigger than a normal mm-hmm. bread box, and a dollhouse one. bread box, <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, a supersize, mm-hmm. um, a Shaquille O'Neal bread box. But the upshot of all of that. Now, I'm glad we went into the CBS digression <laughs> because I got <laughs> you can imagine that I was parked at the CBS. That's where oh, I was. I can so imagine my car was all the way back over there. And uh-huh. having been in the supermarket for 20 minutes now, I had to get back uh, there. And, I, and I'm and i not. You're a good you know, girl who likes to follow the rules. I'm <laughs> a good girl who follows the rules. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not going to like, I'm not the most impatient person, but I'm also not the most patient person, you know. And so I'm, I've been doing this for so long. I just want to fucking get home and, and like find out what's going on with Trump and his latest debacle yeah, and, or whatever. and open up those bread boxes and just stuff. Get some bread in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what good is a bread box unless it's full of bread? Yeah. So 
anyway, I come out of the supermarket and I have to walk down the sidewalk. Okay. To get out, and it's a parking lot, and there's cars parked all the way. So, in other words, there's no way to get out. The car. I don't know if you know how strip malls are now, but the cars are so close together when they mm-hmm. park. So I can't like just zip between cars and head out into the parking lot. I'm walking down the sidewalk, and guess who's on the sidewalk right in front of me, walking the same direction I am, is the lady who glowered at me with the hat and the cane. And she's not using her cane. She has her cane extended out, so there's no way to get past her on the sidewalk. And this means she's walking way slower than she would if she was using the cane because she clearly has the cane for some issue that she has with her foot or her leg or her back or her other foot. And so now I'm stuck behind this person hobbling. I can't get around because the cane. Anyway, that's my checking out. But you got home. The bread boxes are doing eventually, fine. Eventually. Eventually I got home. Okay. The bread boxes are in the bread box cabinet. You got to get a bread box box. <laughs> They're filled with bread. There's more bread that's not in the bread box. So I have to go back to the bread box box store next, <laughs> next time. Uh, okay. It's a part of the show that we like to call parting shots. Mm-hmm. So let's start today with Amber. Yeah, um, this should be a pretty quick one, but um, we'll see. You know, I've I've been in my new role at work just over two months, like two months exactly, mm-hmm. um, and that isn't much time. But I also am like, why am I not crushing it? How do I not know everything on the face of the earth? Yeah. Um, and my you know just um imposter syndrome is like through the roof in the sense that like i am interviewing people to be my intern who study the thing that i do for a living that i have not studied <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like i am the definition of an imposter but um i anyway I I had a big, 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 big project and I basically was working on it alone and I was vacillating from just like avoiding working on it at all. You know how that goes. I just talked about how I don't (laughs) like to work on things. Yes, I do know how that is. And, um, And then, you know. It felt like college again because I was like, oh, shit, it really is due tomorrow. Like, um, burning the midnight oil and working mm-hmm. on it. And and truly, like, I guess that was what was tough about working on a big – it was a big presentation that I basically did myself. And um, without having, like, business training and doing it completely in a vacuum – it's like, it was so scary that I was like, what if this is exactly wrong and bad and people will see it and be like, why did you do it? Like, like what is wrong with you? It, it you know sounds I mean? like a clown <laughs> show. Yes. Yes. It was very clowny. <laughs> um, but I guess all of that said is, so I, I worked really, really hard on it. 
and, oh, and that was the other frustrating thing is a lot of it for because I'm putting together like a deck, a mm-hmm. presentation deck um, that was going to be presented to the president of the company. Like it wasn't like a low stakes situation. And um, president of Universal, the president of DreamWorks, but still cool. Um, Teamwork s DreamWorks. <laughs> yes, Mr. Shrek himself. Um, and um, I felt like I would like be like really working away for like two hours. I would get into a zone and I I would like come out of my fog and be like, I've accomplished nothing. <laughs> when I like look at the, it's like one slide is done. And it mm-hmm. felt like I had put so much into it. I was like, this isn't like, I this is horrible. Anyway. I finished it and my boss was like, great job. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah. So easy. <laughs> I'm well, so and now you know, you know that you know that I can do what it. You know, yeah. Yeah. And that takes a little bit of the pressure off, although the next time it's gonna be for the, <laughs> the, the king of the company. <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah, and it it's we I guess like that is what my job is because I just make a deck that my boss likes and then he presents it to the president. Ah, <laughs> give credit where credit is due. Um, but yeah, it's it is. Um, I think I like my job. That's that was the whole point. Is that I was like, what am I doing here? Like this is horrible. I've made a huge mistake. And then he just literally two words, like, good job. And I was like, I'm doing exactly the right thing. I'm in the right place. It's <laughs> like the sun is shining. It just it's, changed your whole perspective. It's so silly. It's it like all it took was it, that one person yeah, saying good job. I need it. I'm just a dog who needs a bone. It's mm-hmm. so dumb. Anyway, so that is my parting shot. Is um things are okay. And also, if you are in a management position. I would say recognize your people even more than you think you need to because it goes a really long way. Good thing to keep in mind. I wish I had thought about that more when I was in a management position. Who knows if I'll ever get there again. You will. I will. I will. Um, Okay. Uh, Here's my parting shot. Very, very tiny thing. Um, I do think that going forward, we are going to do, and I, I've talked about this before, we're going to do live streams of this show. I would love for people to to see it. There are oh, some. Yeah, our t-shirts. We have a lot of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 we have it. <laughs> I'm hoping this week to sit down and, and put together a, a deck for the t-shirt oh, presentation okay. to send to the head of DreamWorks. I've got notes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. But this is just about the show that I'm doing, the improv show. We are going to do a live stream of that. I would love for people to see it. I think that, you know, obviously we'll promote it on social media. So please follow Sean Conroy on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Follow Mixtape Improv on Instagram and Twitter. But also, and I feel like this is, I'm I'm preaching to the choir or to people who just don't give a shit. But... <laughs> I am going to. Those are very opposite things. No, I know, but I'm like <laughs> either they either they already have done what I'm about to say, or they don't care. Like, Nobody on the fence. Yeah. Uh, no, because what I was going to say is go to my website and sign up for my newsletter because I'm oh, about yeah. to restart that, 
and use that in a different way than I've used it before. I'm still going to be writing stuff about just the bullshit I've always written about, but also other stuff too. And also promoting this show, this show that we're on right now. No, I and understand. Also I got the it. show that we, all the <laughs> also shows. past shows that we yeah, were going to put still here. Uh, so sign up. It's If you go to my website, it, it's very easy to sign up. It's the front page of SeanConnery.com. You can put your email in. Like I said, I feel like anybody listening to this show at this point either has already signed up for that or goes not interested, which is fine. But you don't know. Like you don't know that. There might, yeah, there might, we've, we said that we've gotten new listeners and they right, might not right, know right, about right. your email. That's true. Too. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, which reminds me that we have a couple of emails to read next week. Uh, folks, this has been The Long Shot. It is a podcast. Find it on your FM dial and uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. Hit smash, mash that like button. Subscribe to the subscribe. And uh, we are the speakeasy of podcasts. <laughs> so. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around. Bye. Bye. All right, let's see how we turn this off. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I've done. I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I've thunk. All I know is that somebody somewhere soon is going to pay. I wasn't so angry. I turn on the and if I wasn't so stupid, I'd listen to you And if I wasn't so lazy, I'd probably get up off the couch So now I...